This is episode number 389 with Tim Ballard. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? We have just had Leo, who's my 15-year-old bonus son, with us for a month. And when he's with us, I love fueling his body with as much nutrients as I possibly can. This is why I love Athletic Greens. Now, every morning when he walks out into the kitchen, there's a large glass of room temperature filtered water with his Athletic Greens, which is his daily all-in-one superfood powder in it. He loves it. And I love knowing that not only is he starting his day with hydration and green goodness, but that he's getting any vitamins and minerals that he may be missing in his diet. Best of all, he loves the taste, which is so awesome. And just one scoop contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. That all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase your energy and focus, aid with digestion and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products, which is perfect for anyone. Another thing I love about Athletic Greens is they continue to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations over the last decade. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers continue to receive the highest quality and the best daily nutritional habit on the planet. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system by offering you a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which means you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D ever again. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com forward slash Melissa to get your free year supply of vitamin D and your five free travel packs today. How awesome is that? I'm super excited to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, Juve. Now, I first got a Juve so many years ago, and Nick and I love it. Basically, it's red light therapy that enhances recovery, improves your skin health, mental acuity, sleep, blood circulation, and reduces inflammation. The science is out, and it is awesome. I think it's pretty amazing how red light can stimulate the cells in your body to produce more energy, which gives your body the fuel it needs to function properly. I personally feel so much energy, my skin is way more plump, and I'm a lot less sore when I use it. Check out episode 389 that I did with Melissa, the founder of Juve, for more information. And the awesome news is, they have just launched a new 
super affordable and battery powered Juve Go that you can take with you anywhere, which is awesome if you travel a lot. It fits in the palm of your hand and is just as powerful as the larger devices, making spot treatments easy and effective. For a limited time, Juve wants to hook you up with an exclusive discount on your first order. Just go to juve.com forward slash Melissa and apply the code Melissa to your order. That's J-O-O-V-V dot com forward slash Melissa. Tim Ballard is the founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad. He has spent over a decade working as a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security. He was assigned to the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and deployed as an undercover operative for the US Child Sex Tourism Jump Team. He has worked every type of case imaginable in the fight to dismantle child trafficking rings. He has worked undercover in the United States and in multiple foreign countries to infiltrate child trafficking organizations. In this effort, he has successfully dismantled dozens of these organizations and rescued countless children from sex slavery. He is an expert at managing internet investigations, particularly those dealing with file share networks where pedophiles and traffickers go to trade in child pornography. He has trained hundreds of law enforcement officers and has testified before the United States Congress on best practices to liberate children from sex slavery. In April 2019, he became a volunteer CEO for Operation Underground Railroad by taking no salary or benefits. This was always his goal when he started the foundation and he lives in California with his wife and children. And in this episode, we chat about Operation Underground Railroad's mission and why it's so crucial that we support their work against human trafficking and child exploitation, why human trafficking and slavery today are bigger than ever before, and Tim's heroic mission to fight against it, Tim's eye-opening capture operation on Haiti and why the case was so controversial that it became a documentary, how to be a voice for anti-human trafficking and why we as parents are the first line of defense for our kids against online predators, how Tim adopted his beautiful rescued children and the educational philosophy he has at home to protect his family, Tim's secret to keeping a positive mindset and the two essential factors that keep him going while doing such heavy work and the importance of having uncomfortable conversations in order to find a solution, plus so much more. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 389. And just a little warning before we dive in that this interview does contain details that some listeners may find upsetting and it's also not suitable to listen to with children. So if you have children in the car or around you right now, maybe you want to listen to this one on your own. And now without further ado, let's bring on one of my heroes, Tim Ballard. Tim, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? 
I had some eggs for breakfast and some toast, I think. Before we started recording, I was sharing with you that you are probably one of the longest guests I've wanted to get on this show. And I'm so excited that we finally made it happen. I know you're very, very full in everything that you do in the world and all the incredible work. So I'm so glad that we finally, finally got to make this happen. Now, I personally have been supporting Operation Underground Railroad since 2017. And before we heard about you guys, this was something that I was already passionate about and supporting. My husband and I were working with another company called Destiny Rescue, who also do very similar work. So for people listening who have never heard about Operation Underground Railroad, can you tell us what it is and how you got into this work? Sure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And we're grateful for your support. So Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting law enforcement all throughout the world to combat human trafficking and child exploitation and survivor care services as well. So that runs the gamut in terms of what we provide. Sometimes it's just tools and computers or training, canine dogs, uh, canine units that can detect digital media. Other times when we're overseas, we will even do undercover work. We have uh, top undercover operators, former law enforcement or current law enforcement that works with our partners and they'll go undercover. They'll, they'll go into a place that, they, that the intel says trafficking is happening. Children or women are being bought and sold. We'll go in and pretend to be a client. This works especially well in a foreign country where we look like tourists. We are the demand, meaning Westerners, Americans are the demand. We are the highest consumers as a nation of child exploitation material. We are what the clients look like. And so we're able to infiltrate quickly and get into the right places and provide our law enforcement partners with the intel they need overseas in order to do this, this work. So that's, in, in our, I think, our most important piece is our aftercare. We have an aftercare department that provides all the services that are needed for someone who has been trafficked or exploited that they need to recover and to rehabilitate and reintegrate into society. So that's who we are. I, I spent 12 years as a special agent and an undercover operator for the U.S. government working these kind of cases. And in 2013, I decided to quit my job and start this simply because of the jurisdictional limitations and you know the, the problems were so enormous overseas where they didn't have the resources. And as a U.S. agent, I could only go so far in terms of the jurisdiction we had. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could get the tools to anyone and everyone all around the world? And, and that was the idea when we started this back in 2013. Wow. Wow. So this is, you know, when I first discovered that this was still happening, there was a part of me that thought, surely this still isn't happening in today's world. Surely. But it is, isn't it? It is. It's, there are more people today enslaved than ever before in the history of the world. And millions of those are children. Millions more are, are women. And uh, it's never been bigger in terms you know, of slavery. It's never been bigger. And part of the problem is that people think that this was, that slavery is some historical thing that doesn't exist today. And so we're grateful for the opportunity to be that you're brave enough to tell the story and help us tell the story. Because unless people know about it, we can't really stop it. 
And the, the vast majority of people don't comprehend that this is a real thing. Exactly. And in so many countries right under our nose. That's right. In every country. Every country. Can you tell us which are the highest countries of trafficking? It's difficult to know. It's difficult to put a precise number or country, but it's generally in a lot of developing countries that have tourist destinations, you see a high volume of women and children who are being trafficked. So we spend a lot of time there. We do a lot of work in Southeast Asia. It's quite a problem there. But, you know, the United States last year was ranked in the top three for destination countries for human trafficking. So, so it's, it's happening. It really is just happening everywhere. Wow. You don't think, okay, it's happening in other countries. You know, you think the developing countries okay, but then it blows my mind and it's happening everywhere. And like you said, now more than ever, which is just so shocking, which is why we need to do something about it. Now, I've seen some footage of what happens in an operation or a sting, whatever you call them. And can you talk us through what happens in these operations? Are you scared? You have a family. How does that go for you? Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, for 18 years, I've been doing this work. And every time you, you, you do it, of course, you're, you're scared. Of course, you think about your, your kids. And I'm about to deploy in a couple of days on another operation in a very risky, very dangerous place. We have intel. And so it's scary. But when you're in it and you're kind of got focus and you're in, in that kind of mindset, the fear kind of dissipates to some extent and you realize that there's, there's some things we're sacrificing for. And I think of my heroes of history who fought slavery of a different form and what they were willing to do and just try to rely on that inspiration and just recognize that taking this risk so that a, a child or a, a woman who is being forcibly raped every day, it's definitely worth that risk and that sacrifice. And fortunately, I have a family that understands that as well, particularly my, my wife who understands that and not only accepts, but encourages me to do the same, encourages us to go and, and do this kind of work, even though she knows that the risks are frightening. It's full on. It's really full on. And, and I remember, and I might be butchering this story, so please correct me, but there was a specific operation in Haiti where you had been successful in capturing a group of traffickers only for them to later be released and working with the Haiti-born female senator or congresswoman. I don't want to butcher the story anymore, but you risked your lives in a big way. Can you tell us about that whole experience? Yeah, so that operation, it's, it's in a documentary. You didn't butcher it at all. You actually got it, right? It's called Operation Two Saint, and you can watch that documentary on Amazon Prime or internationally, if it doesn't reach you, it's on YouTube as well. But it was a case where we had the intel on one of the top trafficking organizations in Haiti. And they were actually distributing, making child exploitation material, sending it around the world. So it was a very dangerous organization, dangerous to the children in, in Haiti. And we were able to work with the police to have them arrested in a sting operation. And like you said, they were able to, through the corrupt connections they had, they were able to be released within a week. And we didn't know what to do. We didn't feel like we had a whole lot of options. And it, it became even more dangerous because to go back <laughs> and you don't, you don't know where the corruption leads. You don't know how high it went. 
And so it's, it became an even more dangerous plan. What we decided to do, our contingency was to do a press release. And the Rotary Club of Port-au-Prince agreed to, uh, to sponsor us. And we're going to do a press conference, I should say. And we were going to tell the world what actually happened. You know, and the, the true story and that these people are out on the streets again. So it was very dangerous. The Rotary Club said, you know, we can guarantee your safety to the event. But after you've revealed it, we don't know. We can't guarantee your safety after the event. So, and they also said, and by the way, no one's going to come unless you bring a famous Haitian. And I said, well, who's a famous Haitian that I can bring? And they gave me the list. And number, the top of the list was Congresswoman Mia Love, who is of Haitian descent. And so people know her and she, she's now a Congresswoman in, in the US government. And it just so happened that she was my congresswoman. They didn't know that. They said, could you reach her? Could you find her? And I said, yeah, she's my congresswoman and I'm friends with her and I have her cell phone number. Like that, it was crazy. So I called her up and I said, this is crazy as your friend. I would recommend to say no to this, but as an operator on this mission, I I need your help. And she said she would come and she came down and she stood bravely and told the story of what happened. We were then invited to the president's office and he then authorized to re-arrest these people. And then we then go seek to do that. And we end up rescuing additional victims. And the whole story is in, like I said, Operation Two Saint. I encourage everybody to go watch that documentary. Yeah, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. I think we all need to be exposed to what's actually going on. But I know a lot of people might be thinking, well, what can I do? I'm just one person, but we can all make a difference. So can you tell us what can we do? How can we make a difference? Get involved. Be, be one of the voices. There's, there's many anti-trafficking organizations, local law enforcement. Support them. Support those organizations. It doesn't have to be us. There's lots of organizations out there. Find the ones that, that's near and dear to you and, and that you, that you want to support. There's educational ones, awareness. There's a lot of the focus on the aftercare, survivor care, the focus on law enforcement support. Get involved and get, and if you don't have money, that's okay. Get loud, share links to different stories. This should be the headline everywhere until millions of children aren't being trafficked and abused and exploited. I wish it were the headline every day. Unfortunately, it's, it's not, not even close. So we need to get loud. So that's what people can do. Yes, I love that. And we all have a voice. And we can all use our voice. And whether that's just sharing with your five friends on social media or your five million friends on social media, it doesn't matter how many people you've got on your social media or in your family or in your community, we can all use our voice and share what's actually going on and help as much as we can. I know a lot of parents listening will probably think, well, how can we protect our children online? So do you have any thoughts on that? Online predators are very real. And that's where so much of this starts. And so parents just need to know what their kids are doing. So many parents don't understand. They think their kids are online playing a game and they don't realize that they're playing a game with a 50-year-old, right? Who's pretending to be a child. They don't, they don't get it. They think they're playing the computer or something because that's when we were kids. That's what we did, if you're my age at least. So parents need to just have their noses in, their, in the business of their kids. Know what they're doing. Know what they're looking at. And that keeps them safe. And then keep the communication open with your kids. Talk to them about the dangers. Talk to them about what this is, you know, at the right age, of course, and if child is right to, to hear it. But it's just a lack of understanding and knowledge communication. Parents need to dig in there and they're, they're the first line of defense for their kids. 
Absolutely. Opening that dialogue with them at the appropriate age, like you said, and then there is software that you can use to protect your children and there's all that sort of thing. But I actually have a friend who her son was always on the computer and she thought that he was actually doing schoolwork. And she was like, wow, he just moved to this new school. And she thought they give them so much homework. He's on the computer for five hours when he gets home to when he goes to bed. And he was actually playing one of those games, not with a predator, but just something like that. You know, we need to know what our children are doing on their phones and on their computers and make them feel safe that they can come to us and share and express if there is any concerns and things like that. So I love that you mentioned, you know, the knowledge and awareness. They're really big pieces of this puzzle to stop this. Absolutely. They are the key. And how many children do you have? I have nine. You have nine children. Can you tell us about this? Yes. Two of them are are adopted and there are actually two children that Operation Underground Railroad rescued on on an operation in Haiti. It was an amazing operation in that it was the only operation I've ever been a part of that was a preemptive strike. They hadn't been sold yet. They were being sold, but they hadn't been sold to anyone that would do serious damage like pedophiles or, or slave labor. But they were being sold, which brought us to them. And we were able to get them out along with 26 other children. Uh, and you can learn more about that story in that documentary as well. And then my oldest is 20. My youngest is four. And it's a big, huge, happy family. <laughs> wow, that is so beautiful. And you know, what are some of the strategies that you and your wife have implemented with them to educate them? What are some tools or strategies you've used? We talk openly. It's, it's kind of easier in our house because I bring a lot of that information in naturally. They ask questions, they get answers. And, you know, there is software out there, right, that can help protect. We use some of that. But one thing for us that we've learned is it, that can create a false sense of security because your kids, your kids will get online one way or another. If they don't know how to bypass your software, they're going to be at their friend's house and they'll start spending more time there. So if, if you, you, you really need to teach your kids, they have to have something internal about the dangers and you know, a, a healthy understanding of what could threaten them online. Uh, and then you, you know, you, they take it with them, that knowledge forever, right? Even people who say, I, won't, I don't want to give my kids iPhones you know, at all. That's fine. I disagree with that too. I want to teach them how to use it while I have the time and the chance to teach them. I don't want their first iPhone to be when they're 18 and they can still get into trouble. Right. So really, it's more than the software, more than the technology to protect. It's teaching them and having them internalize those protections. Yeah, it's a really, really good point because I'm currently pregnant and I'm one of those people that say, my daughter is not getting a phone until she's like 55. <laughs> and it's, it's really great that you've said that. It's like, well, while I've got her under my roof, educating her and teaching her how to use it. And they're amazing devices for so many things, but it's they can be used for good and they can be used for not so good. So I love that. And I love that you take that time. And I think what, what I'm really hearing is creating such a safe space in your home environment so that you can have this open, safe dialogue with your children. And if they feel safe, then they're going to come to you and say, hey, this popped up or this doesn't feel right. When you open that communication, I've had my kids tell us everything. And we have rules. My kids, you know, they turn their phones in at night. 
to our bedroom. My teenagers, those that have phones, they have, they have to turn them in. And they're good at that. And it just, they tell us everything. I saw this. I accidentally went here, you know, whatever it is. And, and that's, that's what's going to keep them safe. Yeah, absolutely. So important. And yeah, if they feel safe in their home environment to express that, then that's the most important thing. So they're not internalizing it on their own or discussing it with their friends, you know? I just love the work that you're doing. I think it's so important. Recently, my team and I were looking for a designer to create some new Instagram story and feed animations for this show. Because my usual designer is on maternity leave, that meant we had to look somewhere else. Then we came across Design Crowd. And I have to say, we were so impressed. Basically, Design Crowd is a website with hundreds of thousands of designers ready to help you create your perfect custom design. Whether that's a logo, website, book cover, or social media ad campaign, a quality design can make a huge difference to your overall engagement and success in a competitive market. There are over 900,000 super talented designers from around the world ready to submit creative ideas ensuring you get the perfect custom design every single time. Now, within hours of posting your job brief online, you'll receive your first design. And over the course of two to seven days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs. You then simply pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. That's it. How easy is that? Check out designcrowd.com forward slash Melissa. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-U-D dot com forward slash Melissa to receive up to $150 off. And keep an eye out on my Instagram over the coming weeks to see what we created with Design Crowd. How do you stay so positive during all of this? Like your work is, it's deep, it's heavy. Like how do you stay in a positive mindset? Well, it's I, I don't always. <laughs> it's hard to, but I I think the most important thing is my family, my wife, and my faith are what brings the most light to me. And honestly, with, without those things, I'd never I, w- I wouldn't have done any of this. I wouldn't have lasted if I tried. So that's to me what's been the key to to doing what we do. Absolutely. If you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world, what book would you choose? Well, I guess I would say my book called Slave Stealers, <laughs> which tells the story of... That, isn't that horrible? Is that, is that horribly conceited? No, um, there, no. There are much, there's millions of much better books than that one. But that's the message I have. And so, of course, I w- I'd want people to know what that is. And it's, it's the story of modern day slavery and our work in it. And it also draws lessons from the 19th century slave trade and my heroes of that m- movement. We don't call ourselves Operation Underground Railroad casually. It's, it's, it means something. There's great heroes who, who taught us how to liberate the captive. In the United States, at least, maybe internationally, it's, it's Black History Month. And so many of those heroes are honored. They should be honored all the time. This month is especially important to honor those like Frederick Douglass in, 
Harriet Tubman, who sacrificed so much, they are inspirations to me. I tell the story of a slave woman named Harriet Jacobs, who rescued herself and her two children from slavery, and talk about all the lessons that we have taken on board in our fight to combat modern-day slavery. Oh, I love that. Well, I'll link to that in the show notes, as well as the documentary. What other resources can you recommend that we check out to really educate ourselves on what's going on and how we can support? Well, if people can go to our website, OURrescue.org, and we have a, an educational curriculum there. You can link to all sorts of resources to help educate and, and also how you can get involved in find, helping us fight. So good. We'll link to everything in the show notes. I want to hear about how you stay, besides you know your family and your faith, like how do you stay really balanced within yourself on a daily basis? Do you meditate? Do you have any little rituals or practices that you do to really stay centered and grounded with the work that you do? Yes. You know, prayer, meditation. I've taken on tapping. Uh, I'm not familiar with that, which kind of combines all those things. That's a very helpful thing to find balance. I do a lot of reading, a lot of reading of history and try to learn from others who have done amazing things and try to be like them. So those are some of the daily rituals that I do. And have really good friends that you can be open with and talk about everything with. That has been important. And especially if you can find those in, I have, I have a couple of those in my organization because it's tough. It's tough work. It's dark. And so you're always looking to find light in that, in that darkness. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful that you've got great supportive network and you've got your tapping and, and things like that. It's really, really supportive. I'm curious in all of your research, what is the youngest that you've seen being trafficked? And to the oldest, what is that age range? The youngest in terms of being exploited sexually is younger than, I mean, this, this, is, this is horrifying, but it's months old. And there's no age limit. I wouldn't put one on, you know, people, people are trafficked all over the world. There's 40 million people enslaved today that are being sold in one form or another or don't have control of their person. And it's, it's all ages. I mean, 40 million people of all, of all ages. 40 million people. It makes me so emotional just thinking about that and thinking like I'm about to have my first daughter and just, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy stuff. I just, yeah, it's full on. That's why I wanted to have you on the show <laughs> because it's so important and so sad. <laughs> It is. It's, and that's why I, I thanked you before. You know, every every time I do a podcast or speak, I always just thank people for showing up because they know we're going to talk about the the most difficult thing maybe there is to talk about: people being exploited, children being exploited in the worst way. That is not easy to talk about. But if we don't talk about it, we'll never find the solution. So I thank you. I know this is hard, and I know that you knew what we're going to talk about and you were willing to. And you are a great example for everyone listening that engage. Don't turn this podcast off. Don't, don't turn it off. You want to turn it off. Believe me, I've wanted to turn it off. I still want to turn it off. <laughs> but we can't because when we, that's the problem. Too many people have turned it off. We need to get loud. We need to create a movement. And that's, once people get so loud, that's when 
there's movement, whether it's more resources for law enforcement, for aftercare, uh, more education, more people observing things and reporting things. This is how we end it. And it hurts. You have to shed innocence to be part of telling this story or even listening to it. So anyone who's even listening, thank you. Now go do something. I know it's hard. Go do something. Yeah. One of the things that they can do is just, you know, even listening to this episode or reading your book and watching the documentary and just sharing this information. So it is deep and it is hard and you are such an inspiration to me, like you truly are, which is why I've wanted to have you on the show for so long because I just think you are so brave and courageous and the work that you're doing is just so important. And I'm so, you know, when I first heard you speak on stage and I was just blown away, my husband and I were just blown away, like tears streaming down our face. And we were just so inspired by the work that you do. And this is something that we've been passionate about, like I said at the start, for so long. And whatever I can do, I want to help. And I just want to thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Everyone listening, you know this is happening. You know how extreme the cases are. You know that now. And so we have to do something about it. We have to use our voice. We have to share. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it around our dinner tables and in our communities and on our social media platforms, wherever we can to really help spread this information so that it stops. That's exactly right. And it's what you're doing. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any other resources or anything else or any other topics you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you yet? You know, I, I, just, I just want people to do your own research. Dig in. Know that this is real. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. It's a $150 billion a year business. It's at insane proportions. And I just don't think people don't understand. They don't understand. And then even if they start to, they don't want to engage. So not to sound like a broken record, but listen to this podcast, listen to this message, go do your own research and dig through it. It hurts. Dig through it until you feel that you know what you can do. Because that's, again, I'm repeating the same message, but it is the most important message. It doesn't stop until we all do something. Exactly. And if we all did, if every single person did something and just used their voice, who knows how many extra lives we can impact. So I really want to encourage everyone to take some action today, like right now. Don't say I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it on the weekend or I'll do it next week. Take some action today. Use your voice, share on your social media platforms, have a conversation around your dinner table, but do something today. Make that commitment to yourself that you're going to do something today. And Tim, I just wanted to really thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Like I said, you're such an inspiration. You are helping so many people. You are literally saving lives. Is there anything else that we can do to serve and support you today? Go to our website and I tell people, you'll know before I do what it is you can do. Go to our website and let us know what you can do and and see how we can help you fight this cause. Thank you, Tim. This has been so inspiring. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Guys, this was such an incredibly emotional and important episode. And I really do hope 
you got a lot out of it. And if you did, please, please share this with someone that you think would really be inspired to take some action with you. And please just share it on your channels and get this message out there as much as possible. Because if we don't talk about it, it won't get out there. So thank you so much for everyone for listening and for sharing. I'm so grateful. And I want to also share now the review of the week. And this week, it comes from a beautiful girl called Chloe. And it's a five-star review titled, Melissa, the bright positive light that inspired my journey. And Chloe said, Melissa, I have been following you for years now, and I continue to become more inspired by you every week. I 100% believe that I wouldn't be in this beautiful life journey to become the very best version of myself if it wasn't for your work that you do and kindly share with us all. You encourage me to implement that little extra something else into my life that I didn't know I needed. That little something that pushes me that one step further to continue to become healthier and happier for myself and my family. I wish for everyone to have someone like you in their life, a positive soul that inspires you to want to heal, learn, and thrive in every aspect of their life. You have such a huge impact on so many of us, and I thank you so much for all that you do. Chloe, thank you so much for your beautiful review. I am so grateful. I'm truly so grateful. It's really touched me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as a little thank you, I want to gift you one of my top four favorite products, and that is some goodies from The Wild Olive. So send me an email, hello at melissaambrosini.com with your address, and we will post that out to you. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at melissaambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I absolutely love reading what you get from each show. So please come and share what you got out of this show and what resonated with you. And please share this episode with your social media platforms, your friends, whoever, because it's such an important message that we need to get out there. And for everything that Tim and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. That's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 389. Head there and get the links to Operation Underground Railroad and everything else that we mentioned. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. I know topics like this are not always super comfortable, but thank you for being here and for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, the happiest version of yourself and for wanting to make a difference in the world. I really honor you and I bow down to you. So if there are people in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. Please, please, please. You can take a screenshot, you can share it on your social media, you can email it to them, you can text it to them. Just do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. It is such important information. So please share it. And until next time, my darlings, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. <laughs>